When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hello and welcome back to the second of this two-part bonus episode following my travels in Transylvania. Last time we flew from Luton Airport and learned some of the background to the author Bram Stoker, his novel Dracula brought vampires and their home into the public consciousness. In the first part, we explored the streets of the old Saxon village in which I was staying, and we headed up via cable car to stay in a hotel made of ice high in the snow-covered Carpathian Mountains. But now, we head back to the village before heading out to what many people think of as the original Castle Dracula. But is it? I'm Peter Laws, and this is our curious past and the land beyond the forest, Transylvania. Well, I'm just sitting here in my uh, the bedroom of the place where I'm staying. Uh, it's a uh, I think I already mentioned that it's in an old Saxon village, and so the house itself is is Saxon. It's been interesting driving around in Transylvania and seeing the the design of the houses and how so many of them have these wide doors at the front and wide gates, so it's enough to let a horse and cart through. And I've certainly seen plenty of horse and cart action since I've been here. Um, anyway, uh, this room apparently back in the day used to be the room of the seamstress and uh, she would sit in here and uh, I don't know whatever seamstresses do Um, but in the middle of the night I I keep hearing this noise and I'm like what is that what is that and then after a while I've realised it's probably just the bed that I'm lying on and when I move it makes that noise but anyway um, today we're going to be heading off to Bran Castle Um, so looking forward to, to going there and seeing some of the Um, But we're going to find out a little bit more about that later. (laughs) So I'm uh, standing at the base of Bran Castle which is the castle you will see whenever you Google Dracula's Castle of Transylvania. And looking up at it now, I mean, it looks incredible. It's, it's kind of a cross between a fairy tale castle and a hilltop fortress. It's certainly smaller than I expected it to be. It's not as high up as I expected either. From the photographs, I always assumed that this was high on a mountaintop overlooking a whole country, but actually the elevation is, is high. It's about 760 meters, but... You don't need a cable car or anything to get to the the doorway. 
But this medieval castle is indeed, it's built into the cliff. And it's beautiful, it's got pointed turrets and orange tiled roofs. And it's surrounded by forests and woodlands, so it really does look fabulous. And what makes it especially beautiful at the moment is that it's starting to snow right now. The types of flakes that fall slowly and drift across as well as down, you know what I mean? So as we head up this cobbled road to the entrance, it just looks like a, a fairy tale, really. I can see a few wild dogs walking around. You see a lot of those in Transylvania. The other night, our hosts were driving us in a Land Rover and um, we'd gone for a meal and uh, he kept some of the food back and I wasn't sure why. I thought he was taking it back to his wife. But we stopped in the middle of a street and he put the food out for these wild dogs to come in. Well, let's head up to the castle. Well, I'm inside the castle now, and it's gorgeous. Um, I've been able to look through the various rooms and walked up a really great tight stone corridor staircase. And at the moment, they've also got an exhibition in here of medieval torture devices nestled behind a thick wooden door. Seeing some of these devices for real was actually quite shocking. For example, I saw a set of iron prongs that looked like the type of things you would use to flip burgers on a grill, but the little sign beneath it said that this was unauthentic from the time oral, rectal and vaginal pear, I think they called it, which was a clamp specifically designed to clamp into the walls of human orifices and open up wide enough to cause agony and irreparable damage to the body. It's just shocking. I saw another device called the Breast Ripper, also known as the Tarantula, which was built to tear the chests off unmarried mothers who were suspected of self-abortion. And above it was a painting of a woman having her nipples clamped with metal pincers by a crowd of leering men. So, it's not for the faint-hearted. In fact, I lost my footing on the stairs earlier, and I reached out my hand for balance, and I accidentally grabbed the pointed wooden tip of an authentic exhibit, which at first just looked like a big, fat, huge wooden spike, a kind of pyramid that came up from the floor. Well, when I grabbed it, I saw the sign, and it turns out this is called a Judas Cradle, a torture device that would see the victim suspended over the spike, and then the orifice would slowly be impaled and stretched by this fat pyramid on top. Needless to say, I snapped my hand back with record speed. But as I've walked around in this castle, I've had a great sense in, in many ways of the not only the beauty of Transylvania, but also the confusion of this place. If Dracula fans come here, expecting, for example, to visit the actual home of Count Dracula, they'll come to Brancastle and be disappointed, even frustrated. Because you might read that Bram Stoker visited Transylvania and carried out extensive research, but there's no evidence of that, that he ever really set foot in the country, but that he did research at a distance. And uh, it's not clear if he knew anything about this castle. And if you come here thinking that you're visiting the home of Vlad the Impaler, you'll be similarly upset, perhaps, because it's doubtful that Vlad ever set foot in this place. 
It was once believed that he was imprisoned here in 1462, but historians tend to dispute that now. But still, Brancastle looks the sort of place where you'd see a vampire scurrying down the external walls or creeping through these candlelit hallways. Which, um, which is enough for me, to be honest, but be aware that the links to Dracula, and indeed in Transylvania itself, can be slippery and extremely tenuous at times. And the vague nature of some of these links certainly doesn't stop the locals from pushing the Dracula merchandise to the absolute max. Just earlier at the base of this castle, we stopped for some food before we came up here, and I saw so many market stalls selling Dracula dolls and vampire wine and all matter of tat, which I personally really enjoy. I bought a Vlad the Impaler funky three-dimensional mug and a fridge magnet and some Vlad the Impaler shot glasses to take home with me. Vlad the Impaler actually uh, was seen as a national hero here. I'm standing now in front of a portrait of him in one of the rooms in the castle. But to most people outside the country, he was seen as a blood-drinking psychopath. And people assumed that Vlad the Impaler was the inspiration for Dracula, but not necessarily. Even Christopher Lee, who's one of the most famous cinematic Draculas of all time in the Hammer films, insisted that Dracula was based on Vlad the Impaler. But this claim can actually turn some scholars blood cold. (laughs) You know, I've had the privilege of seeing some of Bram Stoker's original handwritten notes that he used to prepare a play that was based on his book Dracula. But scholars like Elizabeth Miller, for example, have made a painstaking study of Stoker's notes for the book itself. And she puts it very bluntly in her book Dracula, Sense and Nonsense. She says that Stoker knew next to nothing about the historical Dracula, about Vlad the Impaler, And the little he did know about Vlad's family was that Vlad the Impaler's father was known by the name Dracula, which meant devil. So perhaps that's the only reason he picked this word up. But also the word Dracula doesn't just mean cruel, but it can mean to have courage and great cunning. Miller also says that uh, after looking through Stoker's notes, there's no evidence that he'd even heard of all of the Vlad the Impaler stories of, you know, impaling people on wooden stakes. So if you ever hear someone say, ah, Bram Stoker wrote Dracula about uh, wooden stakes through the heart because it was all inspired by Vlad the Impaler, well, you know, take that with a pinch of salt. That's not to say that Vlad the Impaler wasn't a local hero around here. Um, he, He was, he was a very important figure. But even the locals can talk in a slightly confused way about him. I spoke to a local man in the village earlier, and uh, he described Vlad as being the first vampire. When I asked him why he said that, he said that there's a legend that Vlad slipped a drop of his enemy's blood in with the wine. So (laughs) the legends, the history, the pop culture assumptions can all get mixed up in this disorientating jumble for people to visit too and uh, sometimes that I suppose could frustrate visitors but uh, it might put other people off it doesn't put me off I'm quite happy to just embrace the sheer undeniable atmosphere of a place like this the feeling of a place like this
powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Well, a couple of more days have passed and uh, we're coming close to the end of our trip here in Transylvania. And uh, we visited a few more fascinating places, which I thought I'd tell you about. We spent a lovely day in Sibiu, a gorgeous town where we drank beer in a local bar and ate traditional local food in a place our guide recommended. And um, when the menu came round, my wife and I just said, give us a traditional meal. So we were served what was known as peasants food, lots of tripe and uh, a local drink called Tweeka, which is very nice but very powerful. We also headed up to an old fortified church which sits at the top of a hill over the Saxon village of uh, Chasnodora. And uh, it survived up there for 800 years without any major changes. And that was, a, that was a beautiful little place to visit in the snow once again. And we also went to the Astra Museum, which is the largest open-air museum in Europe. And we strolled through the snow to see almost 400 buildings of wood and stone all made in the traditional style. There's not a lot of vampire stuff in here, but at times you certainly do feel that you're walking through one of those early scenes of a Hammer horror film. It's certainly a reminder of how rich the history of Transylvania is and how keen this former communist country is to encourage visitors as they seek to grow their travel industry. And is it any wonder why they wouldn't try to amp up the Dracula connection to encourage that? Okay, so I'm currently in um, the Hilton in Sibiu in Romania, not too far from where we've been staying. Um, this is uh, actually a chance for us to unwind before going home. Uh, and so my wife and I have been in a spa and I've just had a deep tissue massage. First time I've ever had a deep tissue massage. Man, that was intense. Um, just lay there for like an hour um, while this woman, like, pushed on my lungs so hard I think I'm going to cough one up later but it was great I mean it was, I feel very very chilled out and relaxed anyway um, just to describe this place to you just to give you an idea of where I am um, I'm, I'm in a pretty opulent sort of tea room right now sitting by myself um, my wife's in getting some facial or something um, and uh, so yeah I'm just sitting here drinking Earl Grey tea with a little dash of honey and um, bizarrely there's a giant Mickey Mouse woman walking around um, because I think they're having some sort of cosplay um, convention on or something. But just up the road, there's some sort of thing going on where people are coming and dressed up as uh, people out of like TV shows and stuff. So I uh, don't know what that was. <laughs> I think the nuclear bomb has finally dropped. Anyway, um, let me tell you a little bit about where we went to um, yesterday. We had a really interesting trip to Rasnov Fortress. Um, let me tell you a, bit, a little bit about Rasnov Fortress because I think that's a little bit lesser known than Brand Castle. Um, 
it's a hilltop fortress um, that was built as a refuge for Saxon settlers in the Middle Ages because they wanted to protect themselves against being raided by the Turks and uh, other people, the Tatars or something. I can't remember exactly how to say it. Um, so it's pretty old and it was built uh, in 1215 by Teutonic Knights. Um, and it's only ever been conquered once ever. And I'm not surprised because when I went up there, like it's pretty hardcore. And um, you can see even they have these little shops inside this old fort, um, which is right on the top of a hill. We had to get a little train thing um, sort of tractor train um, to get us up to the top and but they're they're up there selling you know like a knight to the round table type chain mail and things like that so that's quite cool um, but while I was up there um, there was an interesting little legend um, that I discovered about basically that I, I found this well it's like 143 meters deep and in fact across Transylvania I keep finding these wells everywhere and um, there was one right outside where we were staying and they're used some of them are still used today um, Anyway, this, this well that's in Rasnov Fortress is 143 meters deep, and um, a legend apparently tells about how um, there was a really long siege in this fortress, and the citizens of Rasnov were getting a bit freaked out, worrying that they might not be able to get fresh water or not, and uh, so they, got, they caught two Turkish soldiers, and the, these soldiers were ordered to dig a well right in the center of the fortress, the one that I saw. And these two men were told, you know, if you dig this well, you're going to be fine. We'll give you your freedom once the well's completed. Anyway, it took them 32 years to finish digging, and the, um, the, the, the nasty locals decided not to keep their promise. And not only did they not um, let them free, but they actually just murdered them, which is uh, <laughs> like a bit harsh, I thought. But anyway, there you go. I might as well, while I'm sitting here in this comfy... Uh, hotel right now I might as well tell you a little bit more um, about something else that happened last night which is really interesting last night I had the opportunity to meet a lady called Doris now Doris was a I think she's 26 or something I can't quite remember in her 20s anyway she just got engaged um, the day before and um, she came to the pub that was part of the little complex where we were staying, this sort of residence-only pub. And she, she is the daughter, the adopted daughter of the village wise woman in the village that we uh, have been staying in. And she was able to come and um, sit and have a drink with me. And um, I asked her a lot about the local folklore um, and just to find out a little bit about that. The overarching feel that I, that I discovered was that when you look into the folklore and legends of a place like... Romania and Eastern Europe, and in particular Transylvania, you will find sort of paranormal edge to things is much more steeped in religion and expressed in religious terms. You know, ghosts and things like that um, tend to be uh, couched in terms like, you know, the devil wants to hurt you, or, you know, if you don't honor God or if you're a bad person, then God will allow something horrible to happen. And um, that was certainly a sort of narrative thread that I've noticed going through some of the folklore here. Like uh, Saxon people yeah. that lived here, not Romanian. Saxon people yeah. lived here. They wanted. They were proud people, and they wanted to be the best at something. Okay. So they tried so hard to raise like sheep, but they couldn't because Rosinari is the most famous yeah, village for for shepherd and sheep. They tried to do so many ways, but they didn't know how to become the best at something. So they prayed to God to help them, and nothing happened. So somebody thought to pray to the devil to see if the devil would help them to become famous for something. Really. So the devil came in the village and said that 
he's going to grant them the wishes as long as all the people that live here, all the people's souls, are going to go to him when they die. Yeah. And they, he did. Like, we are famous, and this is quite real, we are famous for the cherries we grow in okay. this village. As you come down from Cebu through the forest down, you can see there's cherry trees, apple and cherry trees. And we were famous, and we are famous for the best cherries ever, or in Romania. But the side effect of making a deal with the devil... Yes, of course. The people were too proud. And it right. happened. They say that Saxon people are proud people, but in yeah. Chisnodiara they were so proud. They were too proud. And of course, their souls doesn't help. Yeah, their souls went too. <laughs> well, there must be some pretty good cherries. <laughs> they are. Believe me, I, I would like some cherries at the moment. <laughs> is the um the, the idea of the devil? Is that a common belief even today? I mean, do yes. still believe in evil? And oh, we are ninety percent of our of our uh, population in Romania are orthodox. Okay. Now, also, when I was interviewing Doris, she told me more about some Transylvanian folklore, which was quite terrifying. Tales of the Strigoi which is like a demon, ghost, vampire type of creature that some rural villagers still believe in today. And there's even cases of locals digging up dead bodies and burning the hearts of loved ones in a way to stop them coming back as a Strigoi. If you want to hear more about those scary stories, then check out the Strigoi episode of my sister show to this, Frightful, which is where I tell scary true stories of true crime and the paranormal. Just search Frightful wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can also check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Peter Laws for exclusive content and ad-free episodes. But for now, I want to thank you for joining me on this special episode on my travels to Transylvania, and it's been a pleasure to bring you with me. I'm Peter Laws, and you've been listening to our curious past. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.